And they start yelling their gang shit at the Mexican dude who's now yelling gang shit. Everyone's got guns out. We got tasers out. We're telling them to get the fuck away from here. I'm waiting for bullets <laughs> to fly. I'm looking for a car I can hide behind and get some good cover and re- return fire. It was fucking hairy. <laughs> What's up? What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm back now. You had a rough week last week. Yeah, it was not great. I've had we better were weeks. Unable, we were unable to do the show because I, <laughs> I texted you on Sunday, or no, Monday, because the first thing was we can't record on Sunday because your team is playing and you'd be a mess. I would so be like, either cool. celebratory drinking or rage drinking. It right. was rage drinking. So we'll be like, we'll do it on Monday. And then I text you. Hey, we're good to go? And you're like, no. No. <laughs> My dog died. Yeah. Your dog died. You told yes. me. So Beagle, Beagle Bailey. Beagle Bailey. So she How lost her she? battle with uh, thyroid cancer. She was 10 years old. Okay. We got her as soon as she was old enough to be uh, separated from her mom. And it was about six months after Annie and I got married. So she's been with us for everything. Wow. So that was, that was really tough. Our first dog we got in like September or October, we got married in August. So she ended up getting cancer and uh, we had to put her down way early. Yeah. So we know, we know the feeling. So I'm sorry that yeah. that happened. And, uh, I totally understand why you weren't able to, to go. Yeah, you know, my face was a me. little puffy, and yeah. uh, we were dealing with uh, a lot of emotions with not just ourselves, but the kids, too, because she's yeah. been around for, all, for their entire lives. So it was a, a very emotional couple of days here. A lesser me would have blamed the whole thing on your, your team losing and <laughs> not being able to face the music, but I didn't go there. <laughs> To be fair, she had been diagnosed with cancer back by, like, the week of Christmas. Oh, whatever. If that's what you say. I don't see a doctor's report in yeah. front of me, or you didn't Google Drive me one, so I don't know. No, I didn't, I didn't send the vet, the vet report to you. No, I, when, okay. when Annie called me and told me, hey, the doctor is pretty sure that it's thyroid cancer, I was actually driving our oldest daughter to her, like, fourth show of the weekend doing The Nutcracker. So I've got to go poker face while I'm getting news that, hey, our dog is dying. Right. That's <laughs> not a good thing. So, but we still have Jake. He's still recovering from his uh, his knee surgery. So I think in a couple of days we're, he gets to come out of the pen. and. So he's been in his crate just uh, relaxing because he has to stay off his legs? Yeah. So we we had put him in a little small area, and then I took him to the vet back on my birthday. And uh vet saying that it wasn't quite healing the way they wanted it to. And it's typically from being overactive. Okay. So we grabbed out his crate and shoved him in there. And he's been in there for the last couple of weeks. So how about when you have to take him out to go to the bathroom? He goes on the leash and I give him about a foot and okay. we, we walk right out there and we walk straight back. You don't carry him back and forth. No, he, okay. he does not like to be carried. <laughs> and uh, he's a big dog. Yes, so he's a German Shepherd Husky mix. So he's, I think, sitting at about sixty pounds right now. So 
when he oh. decides he doesn't want to be carried, if I've already got him up, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to yeah. do more harm than anything else. So I figured just let him walk it and gives him a chance to kind of stretch out. And he's not walking with a limp anymore. So Okay. Can he tell that Bailey's gone? You know what? I don't know because he hasn't been out and he doesn't like look around or anything like that. His behavior hasn't really changed. They weren't exactly BFFs to begin with. Like they were, they tolerated each other, but they were okay. both senior dogs when we brought him into the family. Cause we've only had him for I think a year and a half, almost two years now. Okay. So, so if, but, if you see him come out of his cage, look around and then start running around all happy and shit, you'll know that he realizes the house is his by himself. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the kids, are they doing better now? Yeah, later? the kids are fine. It was, we were, okay. we, we were doing okay. And then the, uh, the two-year-old came up and she's like, where's Bailey? I'm like, oh, she went up, she went to a farm. A farm. <laughs> she crossed the rainbow bridge that leads to a farm. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's having lots of ice cream and dog treats. Oh, the floor of heaven's never been cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> we used to joke, jokingly call her uh, our Hoover vac. Cause when she, so when she was six years, or not six years, when she was like six months old, yeah, it was Annie's birthday, and like a hot dog fell from the grill, and she just gobbled the whole thing down. Well, I mean, beagles are super short, so like the hot dog was about as long as she is. <laughs> and she just gobbles it down. And about a half hour later, we go inside, and she goes to jump up onto the, the step to go into the house, and she's like, stops. And, goes, and the entire hot dog comes shooting out. Get out. There there wasn't a tooth mark or anything. Oh, my God. I've never seen that. <laughs> so then we always made the joke that she's really popular with all the boy dogs. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got to reach for it. I'm sitting mm. back in my chair. That's awesome. So... Episode 36, Mike Morazzo, Brandon Silvera. Coming the Joe at Nathan you. episode. Now it's the Joe Nathan episode. <laughs> okay. Now, we'll now my, to... I'm going to try to figure out a number, like a jersey number for every episode now. Well, I'm really sorry hard. we missed the Michael Jordan episode. Yeah, well, we got 45 so. coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> we can do, I hope it doesn't suck as bad as his, well, actually his debut, he dropped 55 points on. In yeah, the I was going to say it. Garden, so that went well. <laughs> he, he did pretty good at wearing 45. Yeah. So I accidentally, well, I turned on last night to look at the news at 10 p.m. our, our time. I don't know what time your news is. East Coast 10, is like 10, 11 p.m. 10 and 11. We get okay. two different ones. I don't know why the East Coast does everything so late, but they have the 11 o'clock news. Aren't people in bed? Don't they have to get up and go to work? I don't know, man. I, Anyways. Turned on the news. ABC is my favorite newscast here in Chicago, only to see LeBron James on my TV screen. I'm like, oh, come on. I hate LeBron. And now I got to – so I, I, I thought, well, it'll be over in a minute because it was like one thirty left in the game, minute 30. Of course it went to overtime because <laughs> the Knicks tied it or whatever, <laughs> some bullshit. So extra time. And then I'm still waiting for the news to come on because I want to come down in the shop and work. But I always like to watch the news first. Excuse me. So then they got to interview LeBron. Like he's got something to hear or say that I want to hear. Anyways. Did he say so, anything about like all the uh, atrocities that are being perpetrated by the Chinese government? Or is he still on his bullshit about the U.S. being horrible? 
Uh, I didn't stick around long enough to see. I oh, finally okay. just said, screw know. it, and I came down to the shop, and I turned it I on. I was just after. wondering if he had anything to say about you know Chinese genocide versus you know his of perceived injustices in, in America, and which one might be worse. He did not. Huh. Weird. Not that I, I you maybe, know, he could have. Maybe it's Brandon, because he's owned by China. I mute him, so I don't really care what LeBron says. I don't listen. I just don't watch the NBA. I try not to, and I haven't for years, but now the Bulls are really good. <laughs> they got the best record in the East, and they're actually a fun team to watch. So I watch on occasion. Uh, I don't know. And Even I listen though to my Warriors squad are good, I don't, I don't watch. Well, so since you are on that side of the planet, are the Warriors your team? Were you no, an so NBA fan I actually, at some point? So at some point in the early 2000s, I was, I was a huge NBA fan. I was a huge Sacramento okay. Kings fan. Oh, I'm sorry. So Chris Webber? Yeah. Back to yeah. Web and Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, yeah. Vlade Divac. Yeah. Vlade. I don't talk about the Laker days with him because I try to pretend those didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was an NBA fan all throughout, you know, those Lakers Kings battles. But then okay. I, and I was all for it. I was there, you know, champion, helping champion um, the stay in Sacramento. Um, actually a friend of mine kind of led the charge there. He's, um, a radio host for one of the AM stations out there for the Kings. Okay. Um, actually their flagship. Um, so I know I was a huge fan all the way until the Kings decided to vilify SAC PD after an officer involved shooting. Oh, I know that shooting of which you speak. Yeah. Yeah. The one where the guy was, uh, running from Brandon's police grandma's then- backyard. Yeah, that the police yeah. could not have known that and then produced a cell phone in a shooting right. platform yeah, kind of thing and then in the middle of the night and then got shot. It's a tremendous body cam. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the helicopter footage is fantastic. The helicopter, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, after that happened, I, I was like, okay, I'm done with you. I'll, I'll pay attention to the Warriors because when I was growing up, I mean, you're not going to root for a team that is dog crap <laughs> and the Warriors well, were dog crap. <laughs> they had some good players uh, well, yeah, I mean, when, well, they, when I was growing up, they, it was like Antoine Jameson, Jason Richardson. Um, I think those are really the only two good players. When I was growing up, they had world be free. <laughs> world Jeez. be free was his name. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. They've had, well, some I got good to players. see a uh, meta world peace. Oh, Ron with, Artest. Uh, with the queen, with the Kings. Okay. I saw that him many fun. times with the bulls. Yeah, and he was still. Only I actually Ron got to talk test. to him. He's actually a really, a really good dude. Yeah. Just uh, don't Do, don't throw shit at him. <laughs> as, <laughs> as you shouldn't. So if you throw yeah. some shit at somebody, they should come in the stands and pummel you. The malice at the palace. That was fantastic. It was. Because it had to be a Detroit fan, so screw them. Oh yeah, of Detroit. course. Like that kind of thing would only happen in Detroit. Right. Unless it was, you know, not Eminem wouldn't even do that. Or Kid Rock. Well, throw the beer, no, but go up into the stands and whoop someone's ass, yeah. Yes, they would. <laughs> so how was your week at work in beautiful California? So we had a uh, a gypsy robbery. Oh, man, I hate those fuckers. <laughs> was it a robbery so these, or a burglary? No, this was... More of a theft under false pretense. I so it gets classified as a robbery goes up to our robbery unit. Okay. So I'm just going to call it a robbery. 
um, even though the fear that they caused happened after the fact because the elderly woman was confused and really didn't know what happened. But she knew something like she had been taken advantage of. So she's out for a walk in her neighborhood. And this car stops, backs up, and uh, this lady pops out the window. She goes, oh, you look just like my mother. Come here. And she's saying it in, I think, Hindi. She's like, oh, come here, come here, come here, come here. And she does because she's a nice old lady. And she's grabbing her hands and, you know, taking off stuff and putting costume jewelry on her. And then throws like a chain around her neck, pulls her down, like kind of like into the car, takes off her necklace, and then boom, gone. We have great footage of the entire thing happening. How? But I'm home security. But it was on the street, you said. It was on street side. Home security cameras caught it. So she drives up in her car. She never got out of the car. Never got out of the car. She did lean out the window. Okay. And it's got a license plate. No, not a plate, but there's been a string of them going on. So I get a phone call afterwards because I'm in, uh, I was taking one of our recruits that is in his uh, plain clothes phase of training. So um, I'm just standing there, you know, a hoodie with a vest and my gun on. And that's pretty much it. I love those letting things. Him, yeah, letting him do those things, his thing. And then uh, I get a phone call from my boss. He goes, hey, um, so apparently I just got the phone with the lieutenant and apparently this has been an ongoing thing. Like there's a string of these going on. He goes, do me a favor. Can you go back and like canvas a little bit further and see what you guys can turn up? So we did. And it turns out my rookie did not. So he sent the link to upload video to our, our evidence database. Okay. But if you just send the link and leave, nobody ever does anything. So what I do and what I've trained him to do is to Thought. send it and go, do you get it? And then have them follow go, up. Yes, I got it. And then go, right. cool. Can you just do that real quick? And then when they do it, then you go, okay, bye. So that didn't happen. Yeah. So I had to go knock on doors and Hey, can you just, just do this real quick. In fact, show me the video. Yeah. I'm like, hey, why don't you show me the video? And I'm looking at it, and I'm, I was ready to go. I actually looked at him afterwards. I go, do I need to go put my uniform back on? Because yeah. this was subpar. Because the description he got was like a dark-colored sedan, okay. maybe SUV. Now, is this a description he got from her or from watching the video? This is the description he put out. Okay. From all of his intelligence gathered, this from is what he put all, out. From his investigation okay. prior to us leaving. Right. And he viewed the same security footage I did. You thought? No, he viewed it. I saw him view it. I didn't okay. take a good look at it because it's not my investigation. Okay. It's my investigation now. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. So... Uh, he put out dark, uh, dark colored sedan, possibly an SUV, two occupants, Hispanic or white, male driver overweight, female passenger. Um, I forget the term he used, but it was like, like kind of husky or something like that. Not like super overweight, but like husky. Like, okay. Like that's a really crappy description. <laughs> And I'm thinking, okay, there must not be anything on the video. So I look at it, 
and I, and here's all I did as I took it, I was looking at it on a cell phone and I just went and zoomed in. Yeah. Here's my description. Okay, go. It's a black newer model Jeep Cherokee. With Doesn't tinted even resemble windows. a sedan. Yeah. Okay. Tinted windows. Uh, our f- primary female suspect is a heavy set Hispanic or white female wearing a white shirt, dark colored hair up in a bun with a red bandana. Jeez. Last seen going northbound on this street. What about the guy? Guy couldn't see. Okay. How did he see him? Well, he was going off the description from the victim. Okay. But she didn't really... Her her description was not great. Yeah, how old is she? She's like... Late 50s, 60s, oh, so, visiting from so India. Young. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, and she's visiting from India. She's not in the best health either. Okay, I thought she was like 80 years old. No, no. Okay. So she wasn't... She was the one speaking Farsi, no, not Hindi. the person in the car, or Hindi, not the person in the car. No, the person in the car was speaking Hindi. Oh. That's okay. what started confusing her. She was like, what the fuck? Right. Okay. So. I hate gypsies. So we did that, and then, and then I shot a text to, uh, to my old boss that's the, the robbery one unit. of the sergeants in the uh, robbery unit. And he's like, this is great. He's like, this is super helpful. <laughs> Thanks for stepping in. Yeah. So have they I, gotten a bunch of people in the neighborhood? No, it's, uh, it's they've hit all kinds of different cities throughout the Bay Area. In fact, the next day I saw a um, one of the track flyers for that other agencies will send out, you know, kind of region wide of like, hey, do you guys have any similar cases? Yeah, critical. So races. I saw that, and it was I I saw the picture of his identified female suspect, and then I looked at the surveillance and I go. He's the same. So I, I emailed the detective that has the case. I'm like, hey, dude, I think I found your, uh, here's your suspect. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, just a simple investigator. Just a lowly B cop. I can't stand how people are taking advantage of other people. Yeah. that's And me and the recruit had a conversation of, you know, Old people and kids. When people take advantage of those people, like let's really maybe go the extra mile right. and see if we can put somebody in jail. He's like, I'm going to drive around and look for the car. I go, it's not here anymore. No, it's they're, gone. They're in the next city. Yeah, they're somewhere else. They're not here. They're smart. The than victim that. didn't put an air tag on it. Yeah, that would have been great. Speaking of air tags, which you... I thought I had, right. I sent you a text while I was on the call. Yeah, saying, hey, what was the app that you used? Did you download it? Oh, you can't. You have an iPhone. Yeah. So my my so buddy that had an Android, it. he he downloaded okay. it. Because I haven't heard and, back uh, from you since then, so I don't know what happened. Yeah. So there was no AirTag that we could find. Um, okay. But this lady's like, yeah, this my you know my ex boyfriend history of domestic violence. So he's always where I am. Like he keeps showing up, and it's like it's just it's creepy. I'm like yeah, he, that is creepy. So we're like, and I started thinking, how did. Someone asked, like, so how is he going to know where she is? I go, ooh, AirTag. Could be one of those AirTag thingies. How quick. Let me find out, like, what the name of this app is. And we're trying, like, we're just running Bluetooth to see what's around. Yeah. And couldn't find anything. But now I have a new thing to use. 
to try and figure out how people are being tracked. That AirTag app, I swear to God, it works. And Danny doesn't think it does because <laughs> I told you, I found an AirTag twice on that car. I did, I did controls around my car, my squad, and the office. Didn't find anything else. But when I was by that car, it hit an AirTag. And then the next day after that guy walks up to the, by the car, who could be a random person and have nothing to do with it, but after seeing him on video and going to the car, no air tag. So hmm. I think it still has one, but they'd have to take the whole car apart to find it. Yeah, it's, I mean, and those things are so small. It could be. It's like a size of a quarter or silver Yeah, it could dollar. be anywhere in the car. Yeah, so. So other than that, nothing, nothing all that exciting because. Okay. When we have, we have two kids, we had two kids this week that have just been released from training so they do a week where they're solo within their training district. Okay. Where we kind of shadow them and make sure that they're not stupid. And then now this coming week, they're going to be all off on their own. So those three guys are gone. They're we done. have one kid that is second week of playing clothes. And then we have a lateral that's in his second week with us. And then we'll... Oh, where'd he come from? Or he she? came f- he came from East Palo Alto. Oh, that's a nice neighborhood. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. Because I thought Palo Alto is pretty nice. <clears throat> Palo Alto is nice. So East Palo Alto, East Palo Alto, Alto nice. is like East St. Louis, a yeah. shithole. Yes. Or East Chicago, shithole. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much anywhere in the East, like East side of any city sucks. <laughs> any town with an East in it, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you get to the Eastern portion of the town, then you're... If you have east side or east whatever, that's yeah. that's where you don't want to be. That's where we call it the beast because in yeah. our town, the east is the worst. So it's the beast. So yeah. that must be true so, nationwide. I guess so. Um, and then this coming Wednesday, we have, I guess, the day this episode drops, uh, we have what we call Meet the Recruit Night. So uh, the new academy class has finished their in-house training that comes after the academy. They have to do their their uh, CIT, the crisis intervention uh, team training. Okay. They have like a um, history of policing class that they have to take uh, so that they know how racist they are. Of course. Um, I, 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 like, I get why they do it, but it is seriously a, a class that and I'm glad that my it started after my academy class because I may have not retained my Done position. Too well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it's like history of policing and how it started out is to catch like runaway slaves and all that stuff. And you can just basically you're racist for being a cop. All cops are racist. Try to be less racist is from what I've heard. Um, okay. So they finished that. And then uh, this coming week they have like kind of an in-house of like, Hey, here's how you set up your form box. Here's, you know, where all these different investigative units are within the building. You know, here's where some very common places throughout the city are that you're going to have to go to. And then Wednesday night, they have meet the recruit night where they will meet their primary FTOs and FTO sergeants. So chances are I will be getting one. So I will probably be there, which is nice because it happens in the middle of my shift. That's a nice break. But is it after lunch? Because you got to eat first. You can't do that. No, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to go straight back to the And you're going to meet. Eat? And I'm going to meet. Meet. Okay. And then I might go take a nap. Beat feet. I don't know. Okay. 
Yeah. Then I'll be feet back to my district. That sounds cool though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Good. But that's, that's pretty much it. What wild, crazy, did you get any more pursuits? Funny. You should ask. (laughs) Um, no, (laughs) no more long eyes or pursuits, but real quick, the assholes that we were chasing who have been identified, they get caught. Yeah. Lake County, which is North of us. They actually were on, um, that A&E police show that was canceled by the liberals. Yeah. Live PD, live PD, Lake County was on live PD. Um, Lake County, they had these assholes were committing a, a burglary, and uh, Lake County ended up responding. They put their chopper in the air. They chased these fucks all the way into the city. Uh, the car crashed. Guys got out and bailed. They caught four of them and the female that was the driver in our chase. They caught her. So I'm not sure yet what they're being charged with. Uh, and then... Well, before I get to it, so before I get into the rest of that, uh, Saturday when I was working, we didn't have much stuff going on. Uh, we had some gangbanging bullshit where I thought I was going to get shot. So we get a call. Danny gets a call to go to an apartment for a domestic where boyfriend is fighting with the, with the brother. And the caller's calling from a different town. But she, she calls and says, my boyfriend's fighting with my brother at my apartment, which happens to be in our town. So Danny and another car shoot over there. And Danny gets there. He's like, there's nothing here. No one's outside. There's no fight going on. The backup officer gets there. And as he, I was on my way over there, Danny says, there ain't nobody here. There's no problem here. The guy comes out of the apartment. He's like, I'm, I'm not fighting with anybody. So Danny puts that out of the air, and I turn around, and I turn my squad around, and I go back to patrolling the other side of town and Gio was with Danny and then a van pulls up in the parking lot with the caller female black intoxicated there's five kids in the van solid Um, yeah she walks up to the door and identifies herself or whatever then another vehicle pulls in right behind her fast and another female black gets out, who's the sister of the female who just pulled up. So Drew's so now it's a family there. affair. Yeah, so there's just three of three <laughs> of the guys are there now. And Drew says to her, uh, just what are you who are you? You know, and Danny's talking to the female who showed up first and the boyfriend. Apparently this guy who's a gangbanger has got the teardrop eye, all this bullshit. He's Hispanic. He beats this chick, apparently. This is what the family thinks. Or Allegedly. Knows. Allegedly. Well, this is what they think. Sister, who's in the Army, she's an active Army person. She's the one that shows up second. She says, I want to go up and t- make sure my sister's okay. And she pushes past Drew and goes up and gets right in this guy's face and Dan's right there. So Dan's like, back the fuck off. He grabs her. She pushes him or punches Dan. <laughs> Oops. That's a bold move. Well, next thing you know, people are getting tasered. And I'm <laughs> here on the air. 58 and, and 75, 20, 25 our location. 75 is the boss. So he's calling for the sergeant in another car. 
So now we fly over there, and now they're trying to throw this army chick in the back of the squad. She's already been tasered. She's resisting. She battered a police officer. They're fucking trying to get her in the back of the car. She's fighting. They finally get her in the back of the car, and we get everything sorted out. Now the sister, who's the initial caller, who was there first, is now freaking the shit out. Now she's like, she's turning into an aggressor against us because her sister was just taken away. So It happens. When all this shit goes on, the boyfriend, teardrop boy, says her brothers are coming over here, probably strapped, because they just sent me this text. It says, die on, kill on sight, KOS, kill on sight. I mean, at least he warned you guys. Yeah, so he warns us that this, this is most likely happening. So he's not, a, he's not like a super bad guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's not he great, was, but he was being like, at least he's like, hey, dude. Right. And yeah. this is, so we've got some back and forth going now. And I tell him, just go inside. Get your girlfriend in the house before she gets arrested. She can come to the PD and deal with her sister in like an hour. Whatever your sister's being charged with, it'll be, she'll be able to bond out within two hours. Just get everyone inside. At that moment, Gio and Drew are on the street, and here come three male blacks walking from an entrance. Here that, we go. Yeah. They don't come up the street. They come from the opposite direction, so they probably parked by a motel that's over there instead of walking up. And they start yelling their gang shit at the Mexican dude who's now yelling gang shit. Everyone's got guns out. We got tasers out. We're telling them to get the fuck away from here. I'm waiting for bullets <laughs> to fly. I'm looking for a car I can hide behind and get some good cover and re- return fire. It was fucking hairy. Finally, we get them all just calmed down. It took quite a while. And we, I go with Danny to transport the girl and the three other guys stay on the street to make sure that these shitbags who they shoot away don't come back in a car. And Danny forgets to call in his mileage because he's so fucking pumped up. Because anytime you're transporting a female prisoner or juvenile, call in your mileage. mileage. So I get on the air. I'm like, mileage. He doesn't hear me because she's screaming in the back. And then dispatch is on the phone going, someone's calling 911 from the back of a squad car. (laughs) (laughs) And I see Danny pull over. Help, I'm being kidnapped. Yeah. (laughs) And then we pull it on a side street. He pulls over really fast. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I pull over. I jump out of the car. He gets out. He's like, he's got, she's got something in her hand. Yeah, like, it's well, a she's calling them. She's calling the police. <laughs> so he's got his gun out because we don't know if she's got a weapon. We don't have a female officer. So we don't, you kind of do a, a light pat down where you're not, you know, groping someone. But you can't, you like, put check the boob a in a box. You can't, no boob in a box. You don't put the boob in the box? You got to put the boob in the box. <laughs> So, How do you know she's not got something in there? Yeah, well, uh, it's just her phone. I take it from her. And then Danny calls in his mileage from there. We get to the station. He gets out. He forgets to call in his mileage at the station. He's, like, so <laughs> rattled by this chick. He's so pissed off. It's like, this fucking bitch. So I'm like, mileage. And he's like, oh, yeah, he calls in the mileage. We get her in. And then uh, I got to go back because the guys are, those guys have come back again a second time. So I rush back to the scene. And we end up, two of them left. They left one of the brothers with, with us. And as we're talking to him, some other car slow rolls us. And they give us the, the fish eye. And then they turn into the parking lot. And the guy goes, what's the fish eye? That's his boys. Like? You know, the, the side eye. 
and he's telling me that the boyfriend, these are, this is his crew, and now they're going to come shoot us up. Do you see the way they are looking at us? And then they, they go in the parking lot. It was really fishy. I go, they might be coming here to visit somebody. Oh, that's bullshit, and you know it. And then they go to park, and there's no Mike, parking Mike, that's space. rationalizing. Yeah. So then they go around the, they go around the building really slow back to the, the back of the building, and he's like, oh, man, they're going to fucking get us or whatever. And I'm like, dude, chill out. Why are you still here? Well, I came to get my sister's car. Are you going to call DCFS? Because I had threatened to call DCFS. That wasn't my case. I, I'm not going to call DCFS. But yeah, no, I'll make like, a bunch of empty threats. You guys just arrested my sister, and I came to get her car, and I have her keys, and you know she gave me permission. I go, that's fine, man. And he goes, listen, I don't want those kids to get in trouble, so we want to take the kids because I got five kids with like different moms, and there's pregnant girlfriends with them, and it's like two degrees outside. So he's like, I just want to see if we can get some of the kids and, and the car. And I said, did your sister ask you to take the kids? And he said, yeah. So we went up to the door. I got to see this other gangbanger face-to-face. And I tell this dude, I'm like, don't say a word. I'll see. Well, the sister never said to hand over the kids. So anyways, we get them out of there. No one got shot, thank God. And then the army chick, who's got nothing, no record whatsoever, is now charged with battery to a PO and resisting. And I said, we should have just called her commanding officer. Because can't you guys get, like court-martialed or something oh you see you know what she's got a pissed off first sergeant yeah so we didn't do that we didn't we didn't know what space to call or whatever where to call but isn't there just like a general number that we can call next time if we have to deal with a service person like that we don't like jamming up people there's a general number to call but it usually ends up getting back to somebody because they're gonna have to make a court date or something yeah they've got to go to court so so She's okay. gonna need. She's gonna need time off. Hey, what do you All need right. time off for? Uh, I was arrested. Well, no, your your leave's denied. It's it's too much. You know, manpower. We need we need Manning. No, you don't warrant. understand. If if I don't yeah. go, then I get it. Right. And then they got to come clean, and you're like, you did what? You stupid okay. son of a bitch. I, I was curious. So, we were all wondering about it. No. So the one time that my troop, one of my troops, got in trouble, he actually called me. He goes, "Hey, Sarge." Um, can we, uh, can I meet with you? I'm like, oh. This I actually good. said, I, I just, I think all I said was, did you rape anybody? He goes, no. Oh, God. Did you get a DUI? He goes, no. I go, okay, then I can probably make this, I, I can probably fix this. <laughs> and so That's I meet with murder. him. Like, no. Okay. It wasn't that, thank God. Um, there was like underage drinking or something. He got caught at a college by like some campus cop. And it was the okay. first thing I told him too. I was like, dude, do not, if you're going to, if you're going to drink, don't drive, don't get caught. Right. And I told him, I go, what did I tell you? He goes, don't get caught. I go, what happened? He goes, I got caught. <laughs> so he had to do like a, like alcohol class. Oh, yeah. And then, okay. But he ended up having a pretty good career after that. I, I don't think he's in anymore, but he, promoted i think to like e6 or e5 or something like that so all right well, i'm hoping i don't want to see her get all jammed up for just a lack of well smart my, my granddad like two my minutes. granddad had a saying and it was stupid out of hurt it was stupid yeah stupid out of hurt. hurt okay makes sense i mean she so she put herself in that predicament yeah so. i Play mean we have games, to live win our stupid lives a certain way right yeah, well, I mean, it's no different for them. They're held to a higher standard as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we have to, we know it. When we take this job, we have to live a better life 
Well, and the same thing things. goes when you're in the military is yeah. like, hey, and they, they beat that into you. It's called basic training. And I yeah. literally mean beat it into you. All right. Well, we had that. And then we had a fun call that night. Um, Danny got what was your, stuck. What was your fun call? I like fun. So it was Dan's call. And he had to call someone who had been taken advantage of for $500. Someone scammed him. Out of five, he sent someone $500, and this is how they got $500 out of him. He met some girl on TikTok. It's always a girl. Always a girl. Met some girl on TikTok, and she asked him to send her a picture of his dick. Oh, I was going to say, can I, can I guess what happened? He sent Sorry. her a picture of his dick, and Damn then it. she said, okay, cool. Hey, if you don't give me 500 bucks." I'm going to show everybody. Bingo. Oh, and he's what? like, no, don't, don't send my picture to every, you have all my contacts. How did you get that? I'll send I you $500. So after he realized <laughs> that he had made a mistake by sending $500, because they asked for more. Stupid out of hurt. He finally decided to call the police. And actually listening to Dan talk to him, I was almost in tears laughing because at some point Dan said, she had you by the balls. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you didn't. And he, yeah, he did. He said, the guy actually chuckled. He learned a lesson, I guess. It cost him 500 bucks not to wank it to some stranger on the internet. Don't send. Okay, look, for all the boys out there, young men, listen to me, okay? I'm going to have a little chat with Uncle Brandon. Um, don't. Send pictures of your dick ever. That's never Just a good don't. thing. Right. No good will come of that. Except pictures of girls. Yes. Yes. Receive. Receive, receive. all the pictures you want. Don't but send. Don't send. Don't send. And and if you're going to receive, you need to make it clear before you receive that you will not be sending. Right. This is a receiving only thing. This is I only receive. I do not send. I'm because the, I'm the catcher. You not will the get pitcher. blackmailed. Yeah. Because eventually someone's going to get you by the balls and bend you over a barrel and take right. you for all your worth. And yeah, so it's never a good thing. But Just I was laughing it. my ass off. We're all in the squad room as Danny's on the phone with this guy. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining. I'll never understand feeling TikTok. the urge to. Call the police about that. Like, you know what? Like, hey, send 500 bucks. You know what? I learned my lesson. How do I need to get it. the police involved? I don't want anybody else to know that this happened. Right. And but especially like, the since people we that can't call us shit. and be like, yeah, well, the people that call and be like, yeah, I saw a dick. And um, then she blackmailed me for $500 and I sent that too. What do uh, I do like, next? What now? Stop sending her money. Or him. It's probably a him, if we're and being we honest. No, no idea where these people are. You're never going to How would you like money. me to and find him? Can, get prosecuted. Can't you just search? Can't you just, like, figure out who, who is actually behind the screen? No, I can't. No, this is done, not dude. TV. And I'm not going to so, do it for your $500. This is called a life lesson. In fact, I usually it. like to go, and what did you learn? Right. And then make them articulate to me that I probably shouldn't be sending pictures of my penis to people. 
And then we had we had the running uh, discussion about how big his penis actually is because he's like 5'10", 275 pounds. Well, can he see it if he looks down? I don't. I'm. We're all guessing no. <laughs> that would be my guess. So maybe he sent it hoping she'd send it back so he could see it. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> well, how do you know it was yours? Did you see the picture? Are there any identifying? Are you just assuming that's what it was? Apparently, this was the picture. With his dick, I have like a whole body shot with his dick. Like he wait, he went, know? he like went from down below and like got his face in it too. Less double. Well, he probably has the same amount of double chins on that last. But I mean, I just did. yeah, his whole face guys, was in it, everything. Guys. Not just this picture of his dick, or it could be anybody's dick. I mean, he was yeah. his face was in the picture. You just, I mean, you're going to have to clear your your search history after that. But I mean, you could just Google it and then send a right a Google picture a dick pic, dick. like Tommy and don't put your certain. fucking face in it. Just send that big black guy picture that's going around. Yeah, the guy sitting on the bed with a dick that's yeah. reaching the floor. Yeah. If uh, one more person tricks me with that the, damn email, the guy with the <laughs> elephant trunk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was my elephant impersonation in Brandon's drinking water. I almost spit it out. Because I oh. do the arm thing too. Uh, so then I had the rookie Wednesday and Thursday. I didn't expect to have a rookie. And I was told when I came in, hey, you have the rookie because his FTO's off both days. So that was fun. Uh, he's 33 years old. He's a good guy. He was a chef. I was telling you in the, uh, I think in the IG Live. Uh, I think, I don't know, it was either the live or the pre-show. We do like three yeah. shows before we do the actual show. Right. So uh, if anyone hasn't heard, 33-year-old chef decided to become a police officer. And that's the age I was when I started. So uh, it makes sense to me that he is really good so far after seven weeks. He's really got a good head on his shoulders and life experience. And uh, he knows the computer system like the back of his hand. The only drawback to was to people? he's still learning how to talk. You know, we went to a call for an unwanted subject at the hotel. And so the guy was supposed to check out at noon. It's 10 o'clock at night. So the hotel calls us. This guy's not giving a nope. credit card for more payment nor checking out. A little late. A little late. Why wait till 10, I guess? Uh, what the hell? Maybe they were busy. So we go up there. And I, I thought he would be the one talking, but he doesn't know how to handle it. He hasn't had this kind of a call yet, trespassing or civil matter or whatever we're going to talk about. So uh, the guy was from L.A. He was no, a, so fine he's a horrible human. Fine gentleman from L.A. And uh, so he comes to the door and opens the door, which was great because had he not, I can't kick in the door. And I certainly can't violate someone's rights and open the door with a key. So I told the, the rookie this. I'm like, listen, man, if he comes to the door, we can get him out most likely. If he goes through the door, fuck you, I ain't opening the door, then we can't get him out. So guy opens the door. He's like, come on in. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, I got COVID right off the bat. <laughs> I got a mask on, but he's got, he won't put a mask on. He's got a mask like around his elbow. I got COVID. I'm like, okay, uh, well, you got to go. What do you mean I got to go? Oh, this ain't, he goes, this ain't right. You know, I paid through hotel.com or some app, booked his room. He says he left a credit card. 
The motel or the hotel says he paid cash for the first night and was waiting for the credit card to kick in for three nights he was supposed to be there. And now he's telling me he doesn't think it's right that we're going to put him on the street when he's got COVID. I go, COVID doesn't get you free shit. So you got to go because you haven't paid any money. And he's going to get on the phone. He's going to call the hotels.com. And I said, listen, you can do all that from outside the room. Because right now I'm telling you, hotel is with me. You're trespassing. You'll be, you get to stay with me overnight or you can leave. As soon as I told him he can stay with me overnight, he got his shit together. He's like, okay. He's like, cool, let's go. He's like, I respect you, and I know you got a job to do, but this ain't right. This is bullshit. I'm like, whatever, just get your shit. And the rookie said not one word. He just watched, and we got him out the, <laughs> out the door, and then the rookie escorted him out to the lobby where he was waiting to take the shuttle bus back to the airport, which would be then Chicago's problem because I don't care. So we did get him out. The only thing that sucked about having the rookie was I didn't get free time until 3 a.m. both nights, which meant – limited time to do stuff for the show or my website or fun stuff like watch TV. Oh man. So other than that, it was a good week. <laughs> and I, I told you earlier, I was so mentally drained from two nights of having a rookie. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know, but it was, <laughs> it was harder than I remember. <laughs> and it's only been a couple of years since I trained the last one. Uh, oh, I mean, the last hire we had, he's now left and went to a different department, but. I looked at Danny. Danny, for a reason, had said he didn't want – he's an FTO as well. And he had specifically told the boss he doesn't want any part of training. So I'm like, yeah, me. And then I looked at Danny. I go, yeah, now I know why. Why, why be an FTO if you don't want to train? Well, he trained a lot. He's trained a lot. I've, oh, okay. It's funny. The rookie's asking me, so who have you trained? And I'm like, A, B, C, D. Like, 70% of the department. Pretty, pretty I much everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you'll be my last one. So I am the backup FTO. I, I wanted to be the backup FTO. So now I know I don't really want to even be the backup FTO. Yeah, oh, well. but, but my boss asked me to help out with uh, speed cameras or the uh, red light cameras. So they got me all hooked up to where I can review all the camera footage, all the violators turning on red. And I can, I'll be the guy to go. Yes, send a ticket, or no, that guy, I think I know him, don't send him a ticket. So, <laughs> so, so you're open for bribes? Open? No, I didn't say that. If I <laughs> well, recognize you're, you're a name... You're playing favorites, Mike. You're being very unethical. You know what I'll do? I know him. All, don't send him a ticket. Put them all on the list, and then I'll pick... I'll just randomly select the guy who doesn't get a ticket for the ones I know. So then it's just random. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't know, Probably. Right. Anyways, I, so I got that job responsibility coming up, which will be fun. For what, like three months? Whatever, dude. You know, I meant to, um, this whole weekend, I've been meaning to text my old boss back at the company and ask when we can have dinner so I can talk about my return. And then by the time I get to my phone, it's like nine at night. So I haven't done it. So maybe in the morning before I go to bed. All right. So we had seven officers. So seven, I thought you said eight. Eight. I did say eight. Don't correct me. We've had eight officers. Well, don't be wrong. That have passed since our last recording two weeks ago tonight when we recorded. So we'll get to those. Harris County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Sergeant Ramon Gutierrez, end of watch Monday, January 24th, 2022. 
Sergeant Ramon Gutierrez was struck and killed by a drunk driver on the East Beltway feeder road near Tidwell Road at about 1 a.m. He was providing an escort for a permitted heavy load and was directing traffic while blocking an exit ramp. The woman drove around his police motorcycle and struck him before fleeing the scene. Another deputy stopped the woman a short distance away and placed her under arrest. She was charged with intoxication manslaughter of a police officer, failure to stop and render aid, and evading arrest detention in a motor vehicle. Sergeant Gutierrez was flown to Memorial Hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Sergeant Gutierrez had served with the Harris County Sheriff's Office for 20 years and was assigned to the Vehicular Crimes Division. He is survived by his wife and three children. He was 45 years old. New York City Police Department Detective Wilbert Mora. Detective First Grade Wilbert Mora and Detective Jason Rivera were shot and killed when they responded with a third officer to a report of a domestic dispute call in an apartment at 119 West 135th Street in Harlem. When the officers arrived at the, depart- at the apartment about 6.30 p.m., they spoke with the suspect's mother. Detective Rivera and Detective Mora went to the rear of the apartment to interview the suspect while the third officer stayed with the mother. As the officers approached the door to a bedroom the suspect was in, the suspect opened the door and immediately began to fire at the officers striking Detective Rivera and Detective Mora. The third officer returned fire, killing the suspect. Detective Rivera and Detective Mora were transported to Harlem Hospital in grave condition. Detective Rivera succumbed to his wounds a short time later. Detective Mora remained on life support for four days until his organs could be donated. Detective Mora had served with the New York City Police Department for four years and was assigned to the 32nd Precinct. He was posthumously promoted to the rank of Detective First Grade. He was 27 years old. Carroll County Sheriff's Office in Indiana, the Deputy Sheriff Noah Rainey, Deputy Sheriff Noah Rainey and Corrections Officer Dane Northcutt were killed in a vehicle crash in Sedalia, Indiana, while responding to assist a member of the Rossville Marshal's Office during a vehicle pursuit. He was responding along Route 26 when his vehicle left the roadway near Washington Street and struck a utility pole. Other members of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office and the Indiana State Police came across the crash while also responding to the pursuit. They immediately began to render aid, but both Deputy Rainey and Officer Northcutt, who was a passenger in the patrol car, succumbed to their injuries. Deputy Rainey had served with the Carroll County Sheriff's Office as a full-time deputy for three years and as a reserve deputy for one year. He had previously served with the Tippecanoe County Sheriff's Office for three years and the Indiana Department of Corrections for one year. Total of seven years of service. They do not have his age. 
Carroll County Sheriff's Office, Indiana, Jail Deputy Day Northcutt. Same incident, both on January 29th. Also do not have an age for Deputy Dane Northcutt, nor a service time. Loving County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Deputy Sheriff Lauren Marie Redmond. End of watch, Saturday, January 29th. Deputy Sheriff Lauren Redmond was killed in a vehicle collision while en route to assist another deputy who had made a traffic stop at about 4.30 p.m. A tractor trailer attempting to turn in front of her patrol car on Highway 302, causing a fatal collision. Deputy Redmond was a U.S. Navy Reserve veteran. She had served with the Loving County Sheriff's Office for almost three years. She had previously served with the Hudspeth County Sheriff's Office for over four years. She is survived by her mother, sister, and three brothers. She was 41 years old. Vancouver Police Department in Washington. Police Officer Donald Sohada. End of watch Saturday, January 29th, 2022. Police officer Donald Sohada was inadvertently shot and killed by a Clark County Sheriff's Office deputy while attempting to apprehend a robbery suspect who was attempting to break into his home. The suspect had fled police after robbing a gas station on Northeast 117th Avenue in Vancouver. Officers used spike strips to immobilize the car, but the suspect was able to flee on foot. As deputies were searching for the suspect, a woman called 911, reporting that a man who fit the robbery suspect's description had pounded on her front door asking for help and claimed he had been involved in a collision. She informed the call taker that her husband was an off-duty officer and had gone outside to detain the man. The suspect and officer, Sahada, became engaged in a struggle during which Officer Sahada was stabbed several times and dropped his firearm. The suspect broke free and began running toward Officer Sohada's house. Officer Sohada retrieved his firearm and ran after the suspect as Clark County deputies arrived. One of the deputies perceived Officer Sohada as an armed suspect and shot him, not realizing he was an officer and the homeowner. The suspect was taken into custody without further incident. He was charged with attempted first-degree murder, first-degree robbery, first-degree burglary, third-degree assault, and possession of a stolen vehicle. Officer Sohada had served with the Vancouver Police Department for over seven years. He had previously served with the Gresham Police Department and the Port of Portland Police Department in Oregon. He is survived by his wife and two children. He was 52 years old. Bridgewater College Police Department in Virginia. Police Officer John Painter. End of watch Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. Police Officer John Painter and Civilian Campus Safety Officer J.J. Jefferson were shot and killed while responding to a call involving a suspicious person carrying a duffel bag a restricted area 
of Memorial Hall. Officer Painter and CSO Jefferson contacted the subject. After a short interaction, the man opened fire on them, fatally wounding both. The man fled on foot into the town of Bridgewater. He was taken into custody after walking onto and awaiting onto an island in the North River. The man was a former Bridgewater College student. He was charged with two counts of capital murder and additional felonies related to the incident. Officer Painter had formerly served as the police chief for the Gratos Police Department. He was 55 years old. Correctional Officer 3, Helen May Smith of the North Carolina Department of Public Safety, Division of Adult Correction and Juvenile Justice, end of watch February 3rd, cause of death, heart attack. Correctional Officer 3, Helen Smith, suffered a fatal heart attack while responding to a disturbance at the Pasquotank Correctional Institution in Elizabeth City. Shortly after the disturbance was resolved, Officer Smith suffered a medical event. She was transported to a local hospital where she passed away. Officer Smith had served with the North Carolina Department of Public Safety for three years. She is survived by her husband and two children. She was 54 years old. Loudoun County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, Sergeant Chris Jenkins, end of watch Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Sergeant Chris Jenkins was struck and killed by a tractor trailer while attempting to move a ladder from I-75 near mile marker 74. The ladder had fallen off the back of a utility truck and had created a traffic hazard on the interstate. Sergeant Jenkins had brought traffic to a stop with a rolling roadblock and then exited his vehicle to remove the ladder. An oncoming tractor-trailer was unable to stop and struck Sergeant Jenkins, his cruiser, and several other vehicles. The vehicle that dropped the ladder never stopped. Sergeant Jenkins was a military veteran and had served with the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office for 20 years. He is survived by his wife and two children. His son also serves as a deputy with the agency. Sergeant Jenkins was a first cousin of Deputy Sheriff Jason Scott, who was shot and killed in the line of duty on March 12, 2004, while also serving with the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office. They do not give Sergeant Chris Jenkins birth date. And Captain Colin Burney of the Flint Police Department in Michigan Captain Colin Birney was killed in a vehicle crash on Elms Road between Mount Morris Road and Francis Road. An oncoming vehicle was attempting to pass other cars when it lost control and struck Captain Birney's department vehicle head-on. Captain Birney was a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and Operation Desert Storm veteran. He had served with the Flint Police Department for 26 years he was survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 53 years old. Jeez. Speaking of Flint, Some did of you ever see the, um, 
there's a documentary, I think, Flint. on Netflix. Flint Town. Yes. Called Flint Town, yes. I'll have to go back and rewatch it and see if he's on there. As soon as I saw his department name, that's the first thing that popped into my head. That was a very good documentary. It was. Dealing with the shit that he dealt with for that long gets hit by a fucking car head on. Some of these are None ridiculous. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. That's, no. Like, we read through these things every week, and every time it, you, you think about it and everything, you go, really? Like, this? this? Right. So, I don't know. None of it makes sense to me. Before we transition over to uh, the woodworking portion, I just wanted to um, go back to my week. Uh, yesterday, my sergeant texted me. So we had an incident where I wanted to give praise to our dispatcher, Colleen Brennan. On Thursday night, or I should say into Friday morning, uh, our dispatcher, we have three towns that our dispatch center handles, three municipalities. Where they're situated from where they dispatch from, that town has several cameras all over the place in the city. While they got a burglar alarm at a liquor store. So Colleen, she dispatches the call for the burglar alarm, and then she goes to the cameras and sees that there is glass breakage at the front door. Now, the, as you know, our whole area has been getting smash and grabs from these people in Chicago. So she starts dispatching people there. And right away you know it's a legitimate burglary. Yeah. Because she can see. So... Those two towns start heading over there. It's Norwich and Harwood Heights. It's Norwich's call. So Harwood Heights is right next door. They, they send officers to help. As they're responding, Colleen's still watching the monitor, and she sees two guys coming out of the store, all dressed in black. And she's yelling on the, on the radio, oh, got shit. two guys exiting, two guys exiting, come out the front door. And uh, <laughs> just all in black, two males, just all in black. Running eastbound through the parking lot. So Norwich starts, you know, going that way. Drew just takes off and heads towards Norwich. Because we should send a car, he thinks, so he goes. Me and the rookie are down on paper and the sergeant's with us. And uh, she's given out the whole play-by-play. They don't, we don't have helicopters in the area or nothing like that. She says, one guy's running this way and he's behind this yard. One guy's over here and he's over here. So... Norwich ends up catching both of these shit bags. One of nice. them fell in the parking lot in the snow. And dummy. Dummy. Then he's claiming he's injured. So they're trying to get him to sit, like, in a squad. And he's ref- they have to call an ambulance for him. And he's refusing to get off the ground after he's been handcuffed. So the guy gets on the air and says, make a note that at this time I've asked this offender to sit in a warm police car. He's refusing. He wants to sit on the concrete. Because, you know, they're going to use that against the police officers later that they never let me get off the ground. So as she's giving out the whole play-by-play, she's telling them where they're going. She can see all of it on the cameras in front of her, which is fantastic. Then he dropped something in the snow over there. You know, look over there. Uh, Drew's, the phone rings, my sergeant's phone rings. And he's like, hello? And it's Drew. And I just hear the sergeant go, oh, okay. I guess since you're there, just stay and assist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I look over at the rookie and I go, don't ever leave town without asking the boss first. And then the sergeant's like, yes. Yeah. Especially in your first year, you can get in trouble. It's against our general orders. But since Drew was already there, he helped 
uh, searched the building with the two towns going through the clear, make sure nobody else was in that burglary. And then he stayed until a key holder came and they turned over the scene. But uh, they caught two of them. So the text I got, you're going to like this, um, Brandon. I got a picture of them. I can't show it. to, But here's the text I got. I'm going to say their names because they're shitbags. Damond, Damond Hawkins and Toheeb Long were arrested and charged for breaking into a liquor store in the 4600 block of Harlem Avenue. They were each charged with a count of burglary and long with felony resisting. Both were given I-bonds and both were on parole, but I-DOC denied parole violations. So for people that don't know, I-DOC, Illinois Department of Corrections, these guys are both on parole. They fucking just committed a burglary and they were given what's called an I-bond, which is you just sign your name and promise to come to court. So how do you like that? Even, even in California, the, um, the parole agent would violate that parole hold on them. Yes. So you should they stay in jail for a parole. little bit. No, not here in Cook County. Unfucking believable. So next time these guys fucking rob somebody or shoot somebody, I want someone who did that held responsible. And you know it's never going to happen. They won't be. Fucking pisses me off. It's all right. Uh, our agency had a total of, I think, three murder suspects uh, released out on bail. How the like fuck does that happen? Year, or earlier last year. I don't know. I think all three actually fled to Mexico. Do they speak Spanish? See. Si. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I just don't. For comment, I can't. All three suspects said he's okay. He, he's okay. He's, he's no problem. problem. <sighs> yeah, we're the all problem right. though. So, uh, what do you got going on in the shop? Let's see. So, I've got the uh, kitchen, the conversion charts up. Those on are cool, Etsy, dude. And yeah. uh, got one sold. It's on its way to Tennessee. And then uh, soon, I got to do the listing for this guy. I got to finalize pricing for it and uh, try to figure out what shipping is going to cost me so I can price it accurately. Brandon's pointing to the Peloton. To my, uh, the Peloton shoe Exercise rack shoe rack. Thing. But it could be used for other things. I mean, it's just, yeah. you could hang keys off of it if you wanted. Yes, you um, can. But I got to figure out the pricing on that. Before I list it, because I think it's just going to be a pain in the butt to ship with I, creating like I said, a box. I don't think and it then, will be. Yeah. I think it's going to be more more work than I want it to be. I just want to put it in a box and go. <laughs> so is uh, it screwed into the studs through the back sheet of plywood? Plywood. Sorry. Yeah, that's how I attached ours. I'm okay. going to end up putting probably some sort of French cleat or um, some sort of hanging hardware on the back. But this okay. was just a prototype that I threw together. Yeah. I like, I, I literally built this in a day. Um, and look how useful so, it is. I know it's great. I love it. Did, uh, did so, you, um, edge band the front of it or no? No, I, okay. I asked Annie after she's like, nah, it, it's fine. Okay. So I, for the ones on Etsy that they will be edge banded. Um, I actually was going to, I have some thin Walnut strips. I was going to actually put nice. real Walnut on there. 
That's cool. But I couldn't get them all. Like they weren't all going to be the same uh, thickness and width. And I didn't, I figured running something that's like a, that's already like under a quarter inch. I couldn't do it through the planer. So no, you have to cut those on the table saw when yeah. you have the block so, of wood <laughs> cut yeah. them thin. So, and these were just off cuts that I had bought from somebody okay. um, that had been sitting in my shop for like two years that I haven't found a use for. So I got to, that's one of the things I have on the agenda is cutting down all of my off cut scrap pieces and then just cutting board after cutting board after cutting board after cutting board. So you're going to make just more to get, cutting Just boards. to get rid of them. Yeah, I'm just going to put them all together, get rid of them, list them on Etsy, list them on Facebook, and just try to free up some room. And then uh, we are quickly realizing that our our dining room table that we've had for years and years and years that we bought used is uh, failing. <laughs> like I just spent... I think like 20, 30 minutes underneath it, like retightening bolts. Oh, and okay. Like somehow a screw fell out. Cause I mean, this thing's been through like two or three moves. So screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. What yeah. movie? I don't know, man. I can't remember. Breakfast club. That's right. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Uh, um, but yeah, I just got done. I spent like 20 minutes before, before dinner, like tightening stuff. So, it, cause okay, I went so to wipe it down. Well, I collapse. went to wipe it down yesterday and the whole thing's like shaking back and forth. I'm like, Oh, that's oh, not good. <laughs> no. So I'm going to make a new one. That is what we're pricing out. So I was looking through my Rockler catalog, oh. which I think that if, uh, if we do decide to do it using a bunch of Rockler stuff, I might just reach out and be like, Hey, I'm going to make a YouTube video on this. Can you, would you like to sponsor it? it? Right. <laughs> cause it's going to, I think for what we're thinking, because we are still using the, I think the actual, what is supposed to be the dining room in the house. Okay. We're using that as the school area. And then our kitchen has like an eat-in portion. So we have the table there, which is fine. But to fit it in there, I think uh, it's going to end up running us without calculating in chairs or anything, like probably close to a thousand bucks. Oh, buying all the equipment, buying the wood. Yeah, so wood. Okay. The like Rockler has a bunch of steel like uh, table bases. Oh, okay. So we had we looked at a a set there. And we're like, oh, those, those are nice. I like that. So that's cool. If we so you would just make the table to top. It, yeah. So I would basically. I we were looking at uh, maple, okay. like maple slabs that they have that we could order. But even for what we want, it's going to be like almost seven hundred bucks in lumber. Which I guess for a table is not horrible, but no. at the same time, I don't want to spend that much. <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> so just tighten those bolts. Yeah, that's what, I, uh, that's what I'm doing. I actually might Save just, $900. I might just refinish it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all beat to hell. So just now that we have a surf around. prep, sand it all yeah. down and then refinish it and maybe be without a table for a weekend. And Actually, you know, I think I'm going to suggest that to Annie. Once we're done, I'm like, why don't we just refinish it? Right. Yeah. If we want to save the money, but I, you can also, can you detach the top? If you just wanted to change the top out? Uh, I think so. I'd have to, because I know that when I was tightening, tightening everything, there's two screws that go into the aprons and attach to the, the tabletop. But I gotta see if I have a bit long enough to reach there. Want me to send you one? I got one. 
like this in, well, I, and you it, put the bit at the end of it. Yeah, that's all I think I have something that I could use, but Okay. I gotta actually go look and see if I can do it. You gotta find it. Yeah, I gotta find it. So but all that's right. that's the main thing, main stuff that's going on. Um with tax season here and getting no, a tax return me. because I have three kids. We have to pay. Uh, so I'm in no hurry them, to do my taxes. I call them daddy's little write-offs. Um, so and it makes me think of the, what is it? Uh, Shit's Creek. It's I a write-off. It. Okay. Oh, so it's, oh, wait, David Franklin actually did a, did a reel about right. it. Yeah. I when saw he got, that. I, I forget what, I think he got the bigger, his bigger, uh, ohm tech laser. It's, yeah. it's, it's a write-off, but who writes it off? I don't know the write-off people. Yeah. So, I didn't know where that was from. Yeah, so it's from Schitt's Creek. Um, okay. It's very funny. Uh, so uh, with that, we're going to start really trying to crank out stuff in the kitchen. Co. So we're trying to debate if we're going to do the countertops first or the flooring. I'm leaning towards countertops. That way, if we fuck up the flooring, Good it's idea. getting replaced. So who cares? Right. So, And I know we've been talking about that for like a year. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But... The epoxy is freaking expensive. Yeah. I, and I don't want to screw it up. So I'm like, maybe put it off. I can learn a little fear, bit more. Fear factor. <laughs> yeah. That because it's be an a, episode. Well, yeah. Like if I screw it up, one, I'm out the thousand bucks for the epoxy. Plus I'm going to end up having to pay somebody to come in and unfuck up right. what I fucked up. So that's going to be stuff that we're working on. Um, Tomorrow, I'm actually going to show Annie how to work the laser so that if we get orders in um, for the conversion charge, she can just throw something on there, click the button, and and then it'll engrave. Um, I'd like to make some of those out of, like, some walnuts or oak I have laying around with the engraving, not a laser, but actually oh, yeah. the CNC. Well, that's like, I got the idea for it from watching my coffee. He does... Um, my conversion charts, but from yeah. fraction to decimal to right. uh, metric. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw something where the people sell the conversion charts. You know, I was like, well, if I put it on like one of these bamboo cutting boards, then it's dual purpose of you can have it as wall art and then take it off there, flip it upside down, and you can chop on it. So right. Yeah, cool. So that's that's what we've been doing. So you had I you think. bought bamboo. So I bought uh, bamboo blanks, like the, off of Amazon. You can get them at the dollar store too, um, but they were sold out. But you, they're all they are is just bamboo cutting boards. They're they're cheap. They're not made to last forever, okay. and they're priced accordingly. Um, okay. So and it's just it, they're easy to engrave on. The engraving comes out really nice, oh. and they make decent, you know, little kind of decorative pieces if that's what you okay. wanted, and if you wanted to use it as a cutting board, but you can't afford like a walnut ingrain cutting board, then I mean, it works fine. It's bamboo. I mean, yeah. So, and then, uh, Oh yeah. And I got a, an order for another, uh, karate martial arts belt holder. So cool. I ended up cutting all the lumber for that today. So I got to sand and stain and I don't want to What are you using pine? (laughs) Yeah, just, just pine. I'm not going to use actual walnut. (laughs) Not for this. Okay. I mean, these are all, um, it was actually through my son's martial arts studio. So, I mean, these are all kids that are, you know, seven, eight years old. Yeah. So it's one of those like, I mean, no parent's going to pay. It ended up being like 150 bucks 
if I use like you, actual walnut or something like that. Yeah. Are you putting the um, like elastic on each end so the ba- the belt goes? Yeah. In there? So so I made a couple for uh, some friends of ours. Their kids go to the same martial arts studio. Our daughters do Girl Scouts together. So uh, they ordered some for Christmas. I can't remember. I think I posted pictures, but I can't remember. I might just post more just to do it. Um, but it has like their name across the top and then enough for each, you know, level through that studio. So it's like 20 belts. So there's 20 individual slats, two rows of 10 and then elastic for each one to slide in. So, okay. Yeah, it's cool. So I've never done the elastic, but you have to drill the holes for them. Right. And then you put it through and tie a knot on the other side, cut it and then burn it. So it doesn't come out. So how does that work? What I did was I used some of my son's old belts and folded them up how they would normally be, set it down, took the piece of elastic, or set the elastic down, set the belt on top of that, then the board, stretched it out a little bit so it held it securely, and then used my staple gun to staple it in. Oh, okay. So I'm sure there's a faster way. If there is, please DM me at Full House Woodworking because that shit took forever. Yeah. That was the worst part was cutting... Was cutting freaking oh, elastic. Yeah. Well, once you and do the first one, you can just measure. I know, but cut. it still takes forever. <laughs> I'm doing Nothing. what two, two per slat, twenty slats. Right. So I'm doing like forty. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Well, what's that song that I keep seeing on Instagram? It, it costs us much because it. It takes fucking forever or whatever, however that song goes. I have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Really? That's a song that people have been putting on there, showing them working in the woodworking stuff, and it's it costs this much because it takes for fucking forever or whatever. It's priced this I high. I haven't here. seen a single one like that. Oh, I'm going to have to I, I might do my first reel to that with me cutting freaking elastic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the time it takes to do it, it's, that's why it's going to cost that, whatever yeah. you're charging. But I am I am actually looking forward to the sanding because now I get to really use my uh, surf prep. I know you keep saying surf prep. So the surf prep sanders I see, boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, right. The little are they little? So little I have pads? the th- I have the three by four um, electric. So they offer two kinds. They offer the three by four electric ray, which is the like rectangle. Yeah. Right? And they have a random orbit sander. I have the three by oh. four. So okay. they have just regular sandpaper, like anything else that you've been using. Okay. And they also have a foam, the foam. sanding pad so that you okay. can do contours. Right. Okay. So that's the plus. Yeah. And everyone's raving about that sander. I absolutely love it. I, I spent like a couple hours last week, uh, Jerry rigging together an adapter for uh, my shop vac to go into it. Well, I was going to ask about dust extraction next. And it, I mean, I used it just real quick and it was fine. I used it without the dust extraction on there and it sucked because I was sitting right, in a cloud okay. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's way better than my Ryobi even hooked up to a, uh, to my shop know, vac. Man. My Ryobi with the Rockler hose hooked up to my shop vac, no dust whatsoever goes anywhere. It, it gets, I, I will, I will say that it was way better than the little dust bag that's on there. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but that's if ridiculous. you were going to sand, you would still need to have, some sort of okay. mask on um, with the surf prep from what I did just briefly. And it was very brief just to kind of test it out. Um, yeah. No mask and, and it was fine. I'm thinking your vacuum sucks because I don't have to wear a mask when I use the vacuum with my Ryobi. Do you have, 
because I have it hooked up also. It goes from the shop vac. I also have the dust stopper. Yeah, I got the dust and stopper. Then, and then, and then, then I run the Rockler hose off And then it goes of to, my, to my Ryobi. Okay. So. That's cool. So, yeah, that's the first time in my life I'm actually looking forward to doing some sanding. Sanding. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I got I to gotta do that. And then uh, I want to get them stained before... I go back to work on Tuesday. If I get a wild hair, I might actually go and see if I can assemble tomorrow afternoon. Because, it, I mean, the nice thing about the stain I use, like the Verithane uh, Dark Walnut, it dries super fast. Mm. So once all the dust settles, I'll stain. And then and then hopefully it dries super quick and it's not late, too late in the afternoon. And then I can go ahead and uh, start cutting freaking elastic. Well, I guess I can cut elastic while it dries. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on. Okay. Do you figure out what you're going to do with your uh, half pipe? Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, the week that I just spent since we've uh, last talked, I finished my first, I did three cutting boards. My first three, but I actually finished one of them. The other two are pretty much done. I need to add juice grooves if I want and oil and feet. But I finished Danny's cutting board. It's all wrapped up. It's ready to go. I'm going to bring it to work tomorrow. And he said, hey, can you engrave something on the back of it for me? And I, I, at first I thought, what the fuck now? Because I've already already engraved (laughs) my logo on it, which turned out fucking awesome. And then I engraved, love you guys. And I put 2022 on there. And he said, yeah, can you engrave it to say happy Valentine's Day 2020? He actually ordered it in October of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I go, you're a dick. Uh, so he's like, how much do I owe you? I go, at this point, nothing. Just take the fucking cutting board. I don't want to hear just, about it just anymore. Just take it and don't ever talk about it again. Right. And it turned out, I like it. It's got the, a, a thick juice groove in it. I put the feet on it. I engraved, you know, his wife's name, Ella. And it says Ella's Kitchen at the far, the bottom right corner and the top left corner facing upside down. So anyway, she has the board orientated. I filled it with pink epoxy and it doesn't look like pink epoxy because the pink epoxy went into the dark walnut or sapel mahogany and it looks like it's dark. So it it didn't turn out like I, I even showed him. I have the actual leftover epoxy. I broke it out of the cup that I poured it and mixed it in and it's bright pink. Hmm. I'm going to make a coaster out of it, I think, because I got nothing else to do with it. But um, you take an off cut and make a coaster. Yeah, so I showed him the color, and then I showed him. He didn't want to see the final pictures of the board, but I showed him when I poured it what it looked like, and he's like, oh, that doesn't look pink at all. And I'm like, no, because I think it was because it's surrounded by dark wood, so you can't really see the tint of the pink. So it should have been black or white, or maybe just black epoxy with the name in it. But anyways, so I finished that, and then I told you earlier, I finished your project. It's actually a screensaver on my phone. (laughs) <laughs> so I can't turn my phone around. Um, it's the coolest thing I've made in a long time. And my wife actually told me that it's the favorite thing of hers that I've ever made. And I've made a bunch of shit. So she thinks it's the coolest thing I've ever made. So I can't wait for you to get it. I finally boxed it up last night. So I, those were the two main projects I had going. Because the whole time I've been regretting starting this fucking flag again. The five foot flag. So... I went and got all the wood. So I, I went to the orange box store 
And I stood Would that staring. be a depot? Yeah, the Home Depot. What they have there. I didn't there, say Home Depot. I just was wondering no. if it was a depot. It's a depot. It's near my home. Uh, for, Brandon, for 20 minutes, I stood and stared at the PVC housing <laughs> boards that they have. They have different <laughs> yeah. sizes of PVC boards. One side is smooth. One side has wood grain. Yeah. And it's for trimming your house. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm going to buy these. You get three boards for like $90. I would have needed like six of them, I think. It would have cost me 180 bucks to get enough of it to make this flag. And then you have to get PVC glue because you have to glue well, yeah. it together. And I read a bunch of reviews on it. A lot of guys that have used it says it cuts like wood. It takes screws like wood. I saw hmm. a picture of the inside of it. So if you were my, – my problem – my thought was, what happens when I engrave stars in it? And what happens when I engrave the word of the police department in it? What would it look like? And from what I've read, it would be fine. So after standing there for 20 minutes, looking at this stuff, holding it, feeling it, I'm like, fuck this. I'm letting this wood flag intimidate me. It's just a fucking flag. Get the yeah. fucking wood. Buy it's just the a wood. dead tree. Fuck them right. up. Buy the wood that you've made 99 other flags out of. And make the fucking flag again. And you show that flag who's boss. That's right. So I, I got. I like it. We're having. We're getting you hyped up. <laughs> got five boards from Home Depot. For some reason, I don't know why. I went there to get this PVC shit, and since I was there, I thought I'll just get their poplar. I'll just pay extra. Which is a mistake. So <laughs> I buy the five boards from them, and that's how I used to make my flags from poplar from Home Depot. I get it home. I put it on the, t- the table on my shop. The next day I come down, it's f- fucking three of the boards are twisted. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like unusable. Uh, that's like the board I cut today for the freaking uh, belt holder. It had such a horrible twist in it throughout like the eight feet. Yeah. But like cutting it, at least cutting it down in smaller sections, it was nowhere near as bad. I, I couldn't cut these into stripes if they're all fucking warped. Oh, yeah. Because so, you're, you're having to do it over a long span. I mean, yeah, you're talking five a five-foot span versus my one foot. So I, I fucking loaded up the truck. I'm like, fuck this. They're getting this shit back. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a recyclable. Um, I needed to return a Ryobi battery, too. That needs to be mm-hmm. recycled. So I grabbed that. I grabbed some plumbing shit that I, that's like two years old. I never returned. I just grabbed everything. I bring it back. They have this fucking, I give them the wood back. They gave me, it was like $70 worth of wood. And then I cruise over to Menards because Menards has surface four sides poplar where they actually, they laminate pieces together. And so they, or they, um, alternate they, the, they alternate the, the grain. grain and it's all wrapped in plastic. So I bought three of those boards. And then last night I cut everything last night. And as I cut them, I cut one, push it off to the right. I cut the second one. I'd stop. I'd go over. I'd flip it over. And then I'd cut one regular. The fourth one, stop, flip it over. So then I can orient. Now, I know that the boards are already laminated together with opposites, I think. So, but now I'm oppositing the, the stripes because I'm trying to alternate the grain pattern. You're, oppos- you're oppositing the opposite of the opposite, making it I, the same? 
maybe I don't know. And then, so I'm thinking, well, if they've already Who's on done first? it, right? Shouldn't I just cut them straight the way that they've done it? Because I'm looking at the end grain, and they're mostly like this way. The end grain goes horizontally, which is good. I don't know how they get end grain like that, but whatever. None of it has the smiling grain in it. So then I cut all the stripes, and I had to make the panel. That's going to be the union. It's 24 inches long and 17 and an eighth inches tall. Well, I only had so much left of the Menards wood and one big board of the, the stuff that didn't warp from Home Depot. So I ended up combining two of those pieces into one board. And now I'm looking at it. I took it out of the clamps before we started. I still have to sand it. Um, it looks like it might have, might not be perfectly flat. And if that's the case, I'm gonna, Menards sells poplar up to like 24 inches wide. Wow. Of this laminated stuff. So I might just grab one of those four footers. It's kind of pricey, but I can make a bunch of stuff out of it after I cut out the union. So in order to combat any moisture issues with this flag, I'm now polyurethaning every piece of wood before painting twice. So I sanded everything, wiped everything down with a tack cloth, polyurethane. Tonight, one coat. Tonight, I got to sand everything. Tech cloth it, polyurethane a second coat, then flip it, do the same process, and then I'll paint everything. Then I got to send a stripe up to Jonathan so he can engrave the words for me. So this is going to be a process, and I have to remake the badge and the patch. And I've decided not to do anything else in my shop because once your project was done and the cutting board's done, I'm not even working on my bathroom. I mean, I got to get this five-footer done. Yeah. So I put the old flag up on the bench, and I was telling you in the pre-show, uh, I, I ripped it. I got my track saw out. I ripped it one, two, three, four. I'm looking at it now. It's five stripes high. So black, white, black, white, black, patch and badge on each end. I ripped it all along the top of the line there. It's flat. And I've then cut some poplar and I'm going to put a frame. I think it's four inches. So it'll have four inch top. It'll be like a shelf. And then mm -hmm. the sides come out and then I angle them on the bottom. I use my new Harvey industrial mg36 miter gauge to Ooh. put the angle in it and the cut and I, I laid it all out on the table to see what it looked like and uh once it's painted i can't wait to glue it up and put that together and then i ordered two six rung coat hangers that are made out of like cast iron or it looks like that cast steel from amazon and i'll put them next to each other i'll have 12 coat racks uh hooks and I'm going to give this to the department as a gift because it was killing me to trash the whole flag. At least now I got half the flag will be used for something. The other half, I'll cut that up. So other than that, I'm not going to. I cut all the wood for the braces for the shelving of the new bathroom, painted them, got all that ready. And then what's left is to cut down my door almost an inch in. 1.9 inches, uh, two closet doors, bifold. I have to cut all four sides to equal that amount, then paint it so I can hang it in the, in the custom opening and then put the shelving in there. So you know, I'm just not going to do any of that, though, you, for a while. You know what you m might be able to do with the leftover part of the big flag? <clears throat> Is you might actually be able to try different things to see if there's a way that you could bring it back from curve to straight yeah, just I so could that you build know for in the future steam box. if you if you end up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, the I mean biggest thing, but that would be a that, big I mean, steam you could, box. 
Yeah, but you could experiment with other methods to see if anything works. That way, going forward, if you experience it again, we're doing an oversized flag. Right. You at least know, like, oh, I just do this, and I can salvage it. You know what might happen is I've got a couple of flags that I made on the CNC that were not perfect, so I didn't give them mm -hmm. as gifts. And I was going to um, fill them with epoxy and try all that shit. I ain't got time for that. So the flags are still <laughs> sitting over there. That thing's going to be in my shop for the next year. I won't touch it. And then finally, I'll just cut it into pieces and throw it away. Yeah, or you can do that. You know, because with all the house shit I still have to do and orders coming in. Um, oh, and I launched morazzawoodworking.com. So that's, Yay. we did a soft launch. Where's the round of applause? Hit the round of applause thing. That's yeah. Well, they're laughing and talking. <laughs> I did a soft launch, and then I announced it like on my stories. And right away, Uncle Harold, it's like two in the morning. Uncle Harold texts me. I saw it a few hours later. Your my shit's phone fucked was, up. Yeah, I found two <laughs> listings in the same area, so I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. I'll send the send it to the developer. So she fixed that. I went in, I fixed some text, and uh, there's just one more thing I want her to fix where. It says like American blue line, red line flag, and some of the word comes off the top line and goes below it. So it's like the word is broken in half. Okay. Yeah. No, I saw that too, but I, I thought that. it was just because I was on my phone. Yeah. No, it's like that. So I want her to fix that. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of text options for the developer that I've seen in Squarespace in this specific um, design I picked. But that being said, uh, it is live. And all the payment stuff is set up. I'm, I'm going to be buying that square thing, the reader that can NFC yeah, to your phone. Yeah, that plugs into your phone. Well, I can't plug one into my phone uh, because we don't have jacks like that anymore. But they make one that uh, sends it via NFC. So okay. you can put it next to the phone and I can just take chip cards and, uh, or you can just do your phone. We pay on Samsung Pay or Apple Pay. Just touch yeah. it. So I oh. ordered one of those. I, got, I spent some cash um, getting everything set up with uh, PayPal and Stripe and Square. So I'm all ready to like go and deliver something and take payment right there. I can do that instead of accepting uh, a check and waiting in the mail or whatever else. But, uh, with, so that's exciting. With that Square, do you have to pay um, like yeah, a monthly a, subscription or is it a one-and-done kind of you thing? You buy the you buy the, the piece of machinery and then you pay a surcharge like two and a half per transaction. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm having to pay 3% for a credit card. Someone paid one of the retirement flags I did. They paid me with a company credit card and it yeah. took like $8 off my, my um, profit because they charged Jeez. me 3%. So I've now added when I give a price or quote, I add 3% for credit card usage. Okay. So I got to get, I don't want to be stiffed and I don't want people yeah. to have to be, pay a penalty, but if you're going to pay by a credit card, I, I need to still cover the same fee or same amount. Yeah. Of money. You got to cover your end. Right. So one last thing was someone reached out to me, uh, the guys that I did the, uh, that did my window tinting. And then I did the flag for the detail shop. Yeah. Uh, so Fred owns the window tinting company. His wife reached out to me about, refinishing a dining room table. She saw a dining room table on Facebook marketplace that she was interested in. 
It's 98 inches long with the leaves in it. It's cherry. That's Solid cherry. And she asked if I could put together a quote for refinishing it. So sanding it down and restaining it. Brandon, I don't even know how much to charge. Uh, I, I roughly built a quote last night, which I have to email her tonight. I forgot yesterday. After I wrote the quote and the description of picking up the table, I'm charging for picking up and delivering it, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then hand sanding and machine sanding everything down. And then um, so stripping it, sanding it, restaining it, and then asking her if she wants a natural finish, if she doesn't want stain, or if she wants stain, does she want a poly on it, all that kind of stuff. But roughly, I think it was around $900 I quoted her because fucking a lot of work. It's going to yeah. take up the whole shop, if I can even get it in here to do it. Uh, so $900 I think I quoted, and I'll send that to her tonight and see where we go. If she says no, that's, fine. I got other shit to do. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing I know is because we started doing some of the uh, like refinishing of furniture too. It's not super labor intensive. Like it's not hard work, but it's very time consuming. Like going through sanding everything, cleaning it up, getting it down to bare wood if it's a bare wood thing, or scuffing right. it if it's you know a veneer. Sometimes right. sanding, do honestly, sanding a veneer is ten times worse than sanding anything. I else. wouldn't even try that. I don't think. Well, if you're going to paint it, like, just to scuff it a little bit. Scuff it, yeah. Like, even, like, I had to go down to, like, 40 grit just to get some gouging in it so that it would actually be kind of tacky. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, it it is, it's a lot of work, but then, but it's all stuff that's, like, it's kind of, it's easy, but it's the work that, like, nobody wants to do, like, sanding. Nobody wants to sand. Hours of sanding on yeah. a 98 inch table. Yeah. Cause you're, I, I, I mean, guess I can especially run for a table. Cause you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to strip it down and then you're going to have to work your way back up through the grids. Right. So it's going to take a minute. And, and I mean, that's hopefully everything is very straight lined. Right. And yeah. not super contoured. And right. It looks, I got a picture of it. She sent me the picture of it. Um, the legs are not just straight legs. So there's two like, yeah, Sections of legs are kind of ornate, so that will be hard. But she, I asked her, can you please find out what kind of wood it is and stuff like that? She goes, I guess it's cherry if that's a wood. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, okay, it's... yeah, that's a wood. I have to remind myself sometimes that not everyone's a woodworker and not everybody understands right, or knows what different types of wood are. Like, I cringed when she said she wanted like an ebony type of stain. I'm like, you should have just told her, no, you don't. A dark stain. I'm like, oh. No. Cherry is beautiful. You want a natural finish. That's what I thought, but it's not my... No, you tell her. Okay. In my <laughs> expert opinion, you don't know what you want. You right. want this. This is what you will be the most happy with. So I told her, I, in my quote, I, I told her, listen, it's kind of pricey, but this table will be of use for you and for generations. I mean, if you take care of it, properly and do it right you'll never have to buy another dining room table so yeah we'll see we'll see where that goes maybe that's, that's what it. i do with ours maybe i'm just going to take the whole damn thing apart and then fix it and then just make it better i think i would start there <laughs> so maybe i like to fix shit though that's what i do i do too and i yeah it, it just never really even occurred to me 
part of it is it is a smaller table. It's like I think I I just measured it because uh, we were pricing out how much it would be. Annie would say she wants it a little bit bigger than what we have now. Well, what we have now is three by five. Yikes! That's like a kitchen table. Yes, that's what this is. It's a kitchen oh, table. Okay. So, which is where it is, but an extra foot wide versus plus an extra foot long would go a long ways, especially Heck with yeah. all three kids getting bigger. Right. And we typically all eat together as a family. So if the legs come apart from the aprons and stuff, maybe just build a new top, keep the legs, keep the side, well, not the side aprons. I guess the, the short aprons, you might be able to keep make longer aprons yeah. for the, for the lengthwise. Maybe, or maybe just put a top on it. That's only six inches on each end, each side. Yeah. Wider, and you don't have to change the base at all. Just yeah, build a new uh, top. Well, I think I'd, I think I could actually salvage the top, yeah. because I think the the main thing that I don't like is I don't like the base. Oh, that's easy to make so, a base. Yeah, well, I mean, or even if we just ordered from from Rockler, that's just yeah, a couple hundred just bucks. Refinish the top and throw it on a new base. Yeah, We're done. All right. So we'll see. Huh? We still got to figure out. We're like, we literally just started, started talking about this like maybe two, three hours ago. <laughs> oh, and now I'm so already like starting to price it. Like, well, now I got to buy a domino. I'm going to be making a tabletop. I need a domino. Mine's still sitting in the box. And well, uh, can I rent it from you? <laughs> of course. Just pay for shipping. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we have a question from David Franklin. Holy crap, we do? We do. All right, good. We got a David sighting. So let's hope we can hear it. What's going on, guys? David from 516 Woodworks here. Back at you another week. Another question. What episode are we on already? Is this episode 36, 12, 52? I can't remember if we're including the pre-shows as podcast episodes but my question for you guys is, what are you guys doing to prep for 2022 in order to get your shop ready to go for another year? This past week, I've been resurfacing my table saw, getting some of that paste wax put onto it. Uh, my new outfeed and workbench table just got resurfaced, put on some uh, tongue oil on it, and going to be putting on some paste wax on that as well. I'm trying to prep, make sure everything's good for the year. Anyway, look forward to the answer to the question, listening to the episode. Be safe out there, guys. You said prepping for first. 2022. I was like, well, I'm going to stock up on ammo. Yeah, so we're prepping. <laughs> yeah. We are prepping. Uh, I don't know. Uh, prepping my shop for the year, I I don't have that kind of foresight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Well, I, I have. So for me, prepping... Prepping my shop is more for me about prepping like strategy for the year for what I want to do. Um, I know that I'm entering right now a very busy time because I have, I'm on a little league board. I'm now a trainer at work and minimum working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week plus, you know, helping Annie around the house with all the activities that each kid has, or at least the two oldest ones. Um, I know that I don't want to be very, I don't want to have the demand 
in the shop as much during the summertime because that's when I need to be dad and, and husband and all that. But trying to plan out like when I do have free time of getting stuff knocked out so that I can, if I do have the time to go do like a, um, like a vendor show or something that I have stuff on hand that I can just go and be like, all right, cool. Here's my Saturday. I'm going to do this or my Sunday or whatever it is. Um, and then trying to plan as far as, okay, I want to start trying to sell heavy with whether it's reaching out to realtors for closing gifts, or if I want to really pay for ads on Etsy and really push the Etsy stuff or trying to go the vendor show route. And then ultimately, I mean, most of us are all doing things to get by prepping for Christmas and all the holiday stuff that's going to happen. I mean, that's when most of us make, make our money is going to be in the months of like October to the end of the year. So for me, it's all about prepping, getting things ready. So that when October rolls around, I'm not sitting there going, well, I'm, I'm not ready. Cause I ended up coming up with ideas for stuff like the Christmas boards. I think I came up with that idea, like maybe what, three weeks before Christmas. So by the time I got one made and listed, like there was just no time. Right. Um, so getting that stuff, like thinking of ornaments ahead of time. So I still have stuff left over to where I'm ready. I'm already set for, for Christmas stuff to where I can start engraving and designing, you know, the 2022 ornament. So that's, that's how I get ready for the year. Well, we had talked about, I got shit in my shop that I should have gotten rid of from the last year. I, that I've kept and thought, Oh, I'll use this or I'll try something. I'll try something new with this. And I've, finally realized that that's not going to happen. So I'm looking at a flag that I made like two years ago. It's a small one, American flag painted with the uh, stick on stars when I was still using my cricket where I didn't extend the union onto the, the actual seventh stripe. So it's like six, it's a no, so it's, union. It's just a little short. Yeah. The union's short. And I don't know why I don't just fucking cut it up and throw it in a bit burn pile. I mean, so I want to go through my shop and get rid of that kind of stuff, but I want to get my jointer down here and did some research and reached out to Macbeth Hardwood out in California for some reason, wanted to see if I could throw some business towards them. But then I realized it's the same price either at Rockler here in Illinois or Macbeth. They had everything in stock, though. If I wanted the three horsepower, they would send it. But I'd have to pay sh- freight, which was like $500. Oh, yeah. Whereas you can order from... So if I wanted the three horsepower that they have in stock, I'd pay an extra $500 for them to ship it. Or you wait till May 5th when Laguna is going to have them available, and it's 150 bucks for shipping. Where I finally decided where I'm not going to go with the big one, going to go with the smaller one, 1.75 horsepower, same setup, 8 inches wide, you know, 72-inch surface uh and if i order it from rockler they just get it from laguna it's the same price as it would be from Macbeth hardwoods so no benefit for me to go through Macbeth. i'll probably just drive to rockler and buy it there and they can ship it to me uh to the house but in order to get that machine here all the shit behind me has to go and i'm not so sad about this miter station going only for the purpose that look at this fucking gap in it I mean, it's sinking. It's dipping yeah. in the middle. 
and it's throwing off my the square of the saw. So the only disadvantage is this is all storage under here, and it's deep. It's 40 inches. Oh, wow. Deep. So I got a lot of tool cases down there and hand tools and all that kind of stuff. So if I get... Sounds like you're going to find some stuff that you forgot about. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like you're getting new tools. Woo! <laughs> this wall has to completely come down. I got to then maybe mount the TV on the concrete wall and move the receiver and stereo equipment somewhere or build something to mount underneath it on a wall above the jointer. I don't know. But if I'm going to be getting ready for 2022 and I can't really expand my shop and I don't really have the money to rent a shop, which I was looking into, I'm just going to have to spend probably a good couple of weeks down here taking this apart, rebuilding a miter station on the other side of the basement, maybe getting rid of my refrigerator to give me more room. And then, uh, and then I'll be ready to go. But as far as, so getting the shop in order, that would be it. Get in the jointer, reconfigure the layout of the, of the uh, space I have where I can use the jointer to its fullest capacity and still use the table saw to rip, you know, eight foot lengths of plywood if I want. So just doing that. As far as orders go, I would like to be doing stuff for Valentine's Day right now. I'm not. Um, and Etsy sends you all those reminders, right? Don't forget, yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up, blah, blah, blah. I ain't got time. So after that, it's Easter. What are you going to make for Easter? I have no idea, but probably nothing. I'll be making nothing. Um, and then what at is most, it? The 4th of July. At most, I, I might try to come up with like a freaking like bottle opener for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, maybe. I know I'll be making but I mean, something. But that's for, my um, big issue is I don't take the time to have the foresight to design something or come up with something for that. Right. Until it's like, Oh, Hey, St. Patty's day is like next week. And you go, Oh shit. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice to have something. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I am getting, I will have to get the shop ready for a new tool. It will take me quite a bit of time and it's going to be money because you know what I was thinking about doing instead of rebuilding another miter station, if I were to do that rebuilding purpose thing wise, I would make cabinets that it would sit on with drawers and stuff. So you're looking at a couple grand for good plywood. Yep. Right. Or Craig jig makes tables like benches, work benches, different lengths. And Radek, uh, used some in his shop and he just built the drawers that go in. He built the drawer box that went inside the, the actual, bench from Craig bench drawer storage. The thing yeah. with the Craig thing is it's easier to set up a miter station. If you have the exact steel framed size benches with the drop down in the middle made for a miter saw. Yeah. Than it is to try and do what I did trying to get it right. I had to shim this like with a piece of aluminum because it was just that far. It was like, you know, a sixth, 30 seconds of an inch below the, each side of the wood. So I had to shim it. You know, what's worked surprisingly well for me is cause I was thinking about, I have a, um, a run of shelving on one side of my garage. I was like, Oh, that'll be my miter saw station. And I was going to build it up a little bit so that I could have the miter saw sit on the shelf and then have, you know, the elevated platform that was plumb with yeah. the platform. And then I ended up getting for Christmas, a, um, a win miter saw stand. 
and it's got two arms that shoot out with rollers that go up to support okay. the workpiece. Yeah. That works surprisingly well. Um, is there a way because, for you to add the, um, like I've got the, the stop block? With the, so the stop, so what I use is the stop block. I will use the actual rollers. Okay. So I'll have one that supports one end. And then on the offcut side is I'll measure out market and then I'll raise, I'll, I'll extend the arm just a little bit further because the way it is is you have the roller and then you have like a little platform. It's an L platform. Okay. And I'll raise it up a little bit higher so that lip on the L supports the very end and then it butts up against there. Oh, so you set once, that to the tighten everything down. Okay. Yeah. And then I boom and oh. that's my stop block. Okay. I might it look into a, just the stand. It takes a little bit of extra time, but yeah. at the same time, once I get that first one set, it's just boom, 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 boom. Right. Okay. So I, well, I it, got some it, options. it's an option if you wanted to, I mean, I think it's, I think it's under 200 bucks and it, it works well for me and you can fold it up, roll it out of the way. Yeah. If you need the space. Um, well, I would I just, make it a permanent station, but. Yeah, I have mine set up, but it's also light enough to where if you needed to, say, move it out of the way because you, you're working on like a giant, you know, dining right. table or something like that, you can fold it up, boom. Okay. You know, it, it, it's got a fairly low profile once it's all folded up that you could fit it under places or even stand it up and it's in a corner out of the way. But you don't have your permanent dust collection then hooked up to it. No, but you know what? I have the Harbor Freight miter saw, so the dust collection sucks anyways. Oh, okay. One thing that I did just get, I haven't set it up yet, is a um, a hood that goes over it with a port on the bottom that you can nice your hook up a yeah that you can hook up your your shop back to and use that as dust collection. But I also okay. have it set up to where it's right by my garage door, so when the garage door is open, I just cut and it all goes into the driveway. Yeah, that's nice. And it's all biodegradable. Don't have that option. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I live in a state with good weather. I know. And you're like right. Hung, the other day, Hung was showing his state of the shop and his garage door's open and he's showing his shop. I'm like, oh, it must be nice to have your garage door open in fucking February. It is. My garage door is open year round. <laughs> hey. Well, it broke 30 degrees today, so I didn't get to see any of it because I was sleeping, but it, uh, all the snow that we just got dumped on us is, it's, uh, it was like sunny and bit. like 64 today. It's right, a beautiful whatever. day. I gotta go. I gotta go to Me the Me and Annie went out into the backyard and sat down for a little bit and chit chatted and nice little breeze came through. It was nice. Can't wait to see it in person. <laughs> One day. One of these days. One of these days. All right, we're out of here. Anything else to add? Ring the bell. There's oh, you know the what? Subscribe button on on the used tubes. Ring the little bell thing because Sometimes our videos are delayed through no fault of our own because it takes time to to do the magic that is video work. So if you ring the little bell, you'll get a little notification. I got one on my phone while we were doing the podcast that there is a YouTube video up that I could go watch. Oh, so, how about that? Yeah. So I might go watch that. Actually, no, I'm going to go watch Ozark after this. If, yeah, I'm, okay. If we're being honest. Go watch Ozark. I am. So, all right. Ring the bell, uh, notifications, and you know, enjoy. 
Give us I, likes. Give us reviews. Oh, oh, I got a review. Oh, we I have s- a review. Oh, good. I screenshotted it, I think. So, um, it's from Marty at Red Lake Woodworking. Um, All right. Is goes, it at least a funny one? Is it going to make me laugh? I hope so. It's, he did a review on Apple. Five stars. Cowboys suck, it. but the podcast is great. Both are facts. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> so Marty like from Red Lake Woodworking. Thank you for that yeah. awesome review. So you could do something like that as a review on, podca- on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's hilarious. Uh, we forgot to mention a couple of the stories that I wanted to talk about, uh, so we'll get back to that. We had a badass and a hero, but uh, we got carried away. So I wanted to call Colleen Brennan, our dispatcher, a hero for the week for catching, helping the cops. Catch no, the man, she's a badass. Shitbags, yeah. Badass, too. Yeah. So it was great. She's a badass hero. Badass hero. So we'll, we'll do those next week. So Good job, uh, young lady. Don't forget, new episodes of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast come out every Wednesday. And if you want to send midnight. us questions. Where do you send them, Brandon? You email them to Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast at gmail.com. You can DM them to at Marazzo Woodworking, at Full House Woodworking, or at Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast, all on Instagram. That's it. Stay safe in the shop and on the streets. Peace.